Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Microphone, correct? Okay. All right. All right. So awesome. Thank you, every. Thank you, everybody, for uh, coming. And uh, Pastor, thank you for letting me talk up here and share the story. So, Bible study that me and my roommate uh, Victor, we started this Bible study. We had a bunch of people at our jobs that people would open up. This lady opened up to Victor, just started pouring out her issues to him. Uh, at my job, I have a coworker that she's singing. She was singing Hebrew my first day there, and I recognized it. And I was like, "What are you singing, Lexi?" And uh, so then we made a connection. You know, we invited her to the the summer uh, hyphen volleyball hangouts that we would do. I have some other coworkers I made connections with throughout my time at CLC when I came here for the summer and worked. And the other individual was just a friend whose mom actually goes to an apostolic assembly aa uh, church they believe kind of the same faith as we do as we have if you're not familiar with it and that's in connell where my other friend who a long time ago we baptized in jesus name but so she her mom goes to that church she would always tell me that her mom would send her text and she's in the world she always tell me mom would send her text saying you are my lost sheep and so we reconnected the other day. We'll always talk about deep things because that's what she likes to talk about. So I would sometimes just, I'll message her and be like, hey, Bellamy, how are you doing? And the other day we talked about COVID and all of this. And then I was like, well, isn't that crazy? I feel like it's conditioning us for, have you heard of the mark of the beast? And um, so I was, and she was like, you know what? She's like, I have started going to a seven, or Sabbath day church. And, I was, and that's right when she said that, I said, well, you know what? You are invited to come to our Bible study. It's, it's 18 to 30 years old, you know, whatever. And it's a bunch of young people like you, and you can come, and we're just, we're just going to be talking about those situations, you know? And so we're doing this Bible study. We're, it's kind of crazy. So the, the, um, the first one that I did was on Friday with one of my coworkers. Her name is Belen. We were working next to each other. So I don't know how it came up. But she never heard of the creation story. She didn't know who Adam and Eve were. She didn't know what literally what sin really was. She didn't know. Um, she didn't know about Noah's Ark. That's what got me. Because I was like, that's like a like when you're a baby, you're born. I feel like you see that as like a little thing, you know. And uh, so she went to Kennewick High, my high school, 18 years old. And so I spent. Probably shouldn't have done this, but like we worked and we talked, and then we went on break. And I talked in there. Another kid whose dad apparently knows a lot about the Bible. He started asking me free trip stuff. He's 18. Um, he's not as engaged as she is, but God opened a door there. So I met with her last week or week and a half ago, and I said let's do a coffee shop. She said, Hey, can we meet at the bowling alley? And I was like, Okay, whatever, you know. And she's like, there's a place, like, there it's kind of quiet, whatever. And I was like, all right. She's like, I'm going to wear my pajamas. I'm like, okay. So we meet there, and 
Then she's like, we get there, and everybody's there. Friday, you know, bowling alley, everyone's there. So I'm like, she's like, sorry, it's kind of loud. I'm like, yeah, it is. So we move to the side where the pool table is, right by the main entrance. I gave her a Bible study at the bowling alley with, like, youngsters coming in and out, like, Easton's age. I have my search for truth Bible open. So I, we're going, like, everybody, as they're walking in, you look to the left, there is us having a Bible study. I'm doing the Bible study with her. I'm trying to teach her about the Word of God, right? And this is where I'm going with this, is these are all new people. And uh, I'm trying to teach her about the first lesson. And uh, my dad always says the first lesson is the easiest because you teach it so many times. But just the importance, the value of the Word of God. You know, I wanted that to be established for her. And she always has great questions, challenging ones. I go, I ask Brother Clemens in some of them, you know, and he helped me with that. But uh, she, we talked about that, and she was literally like, Grant, can you just slow down when you say some of these, when you just, like, talk on it? Because I don't get the words. I don't, like, I can't understand. She wasn't understanding that 2021 is 2021 since the birth of Jesus Christ around there. She didn't get the timeline. She didn't know that existed, okay? You know, these are things that we think people know. She didn't know that. And why? Because she probably, you know, maybe whether in high school, I don't know, it's high school. Y'all, a lot of y'all, I've heard your stories. You probably had the same high school experience she did. And uh, so she didn't know any of this. And so what happened is we ended up, I just dropped that whole thing and now it became less about head knowledge and more about the heart. And that's what we do with this Bible study is we have these people and we're not teaching them. Right now, we're not teaching them the word. We're not teaching them holiness standards. We're not teaching them holiness uh, on the outside yet. You know, we're doing like the inside, but we're not even there yet. We're literally just dealing with their issues, right, and how they can apply it to their situations that they're in right now. And that's what we're doing is we're ministering to their needs. And so with her, we ended up talking about how at home she has a big disconnect with her mom. And she told she told me all these things and just started opening up and was crying right there at the bowling alley. People come in and out. And the bartender came over because there's a bar next door. She's like, here, here's some water so you guys can, don't have to wear your mask. I was like, that's so cool. We have a Bible and a bartender brought us, you know. Uh, and so we did that and we talked about that. And she goes, Grant, she's like, I don't tell that to everybody, you know. And I was like, thank you. I learned this from Dutch Bros. I said, thank you for sharing that with me. And uh, so you learn things from Dutch Bros, like that's kind of cool. But uh, so I told her that. And uh, well, so that's what we're doing at the Bible study is we're just, we're just working on those type of situations. I don't know how much time I have. All right. But the last one we did on Monday was our first one. We all got gathered together. We had, I, there were some people that I invited, Victor invited, and then uh, Victor's buddy. He's kind of younger. He's 18. His name's Johnny, just graduated from Hanford High, and he goes to Victor Church. So we have these, these people all coming together. They're our friends, and they're finding out, wait, you guys don't go to the same church. This is kind of cool because one – okay, so we have the six people that went, and I'll be done after this, is we have one of them as a youth pastor from a non-denominational church that went. That was my friend. The other one was a girl that goes to their church by the skate park here in Richland, and she's, and she's my coworker. The other one, Glenn hasn't showed up yet, but um, or Bellany. But uh, the other one was Bella, who Victor just started working, uh, doing some maintenance thing late at night, and he re he connected with her through Seals during his summer break at CLC, 
and reconnected his first day at the job, invited her, she came. And then Joe, oh, my God, that's scary. Um, and then, yeah, this one that was Victor's coworker that spilled out all these things to him, she, you know, she pretty much was there with, with Vic, like, Victor invited her and everything. But the coolest thing that happened at this Bible study is we do the Bible study, we, we open it up, we, we introduce everybody, and we say, okay, and I'm actually going to end here because this is what I wanted to say, is what brought you here? What God moment brought you here, right? And we go through all six of them. And Victor, myself, and Johnny go first. We, well, we share a little bit different. We share what's our story. Why are we living this? And we talk about Victor and I kind of have the same one. Is like we were told this is truth, and we tried it. We wanted to see. We went to Bible college, and we wanted to prove it. And we wanted to see if see what was wrong in it and see what was right. And then we decided that after we came out, we're like, dude, we tried this thing. We put it to the test, and it lasted. You know, Victor said it was pure gold. And uh, so that's what we did. We opened up. We're trying to just be, what's the word, transparent to them, as open as possible in the Bible study so they could be transparent back. And we try not to talk as much. So then we pass it to all them, but the question changed. What brought you here? Why are you here? And we're, I was thinking that they were going to do like these God moments, you know, God moments. Every single one of them, we're here for friends. That's it. But the crazy thing is, is Jesus, there's no other friend than Jesus, right? And so they don't know, like they think they're there for friends, but what it is is, is they have a, you know, man was not meant to be alone. I know I was talking about Adam and Eve. But God, there's this God dwelling, this, this, you know, this, the reconnected of that first Adam that they lost, and they want that friendship back. They don't realize what it is, and they think it's, they think it's just friends, and it is, but there's something more, more spiritual than that. And so, just excited, and, you know, we're going to have two more. So, Belen, the one I did Bible study with, the boy, Alex, she didn't show up Monday, and then Belen-E, who I invited after the first one. She's going to be there. So we have two more coming, so that's going to make eight. And then, so yeah. So just keep praying for us, and uh, we're just really excited. And then we're going to tell them that that this, after we implement, we're going to start doing truth. I'm going to do a lesson soon on Jesus and about how you can, anybody is welcome to come, you know, before Jesus. And uh, so I'm going to do that, and we're going to start slowly getting truth into them and then after we establish what truth is and get the full truth to them then we're going to say look there's victor's church and my church those are churches that in tri-cities that we or well that's because we go there but those are the churches that we're going to recommend you guys and so then we want to see them implemented here right and so that's kind of that's the plan and so yeah Okay, so I was telling Colton, there's this book I was reading, and it says that the most important time of a Bible study is, it's a charismatic book, but man, it's good, is, uh, is the end of the Bible study. After we did that Bible study, first off, there was one lady that opened up, and she was having needs. Well, we ended up praying for her at the end. Even though it wasn't in our plan, we didn't plan for that. We all prayed for her. Me and Victor, we laid hands. Everyone else laid hands on her. Like, what, you know? So we laid hands. Then Lexi, my coworker, she goes to Charismatic Church. She says, I saw angels around you. The girl that we prayed for, every time she gets into her car, she weeps because she feels alone. She came here from India. Her husband, who brought her over because he's older, he finally died. Um, it's a long story. But 
She's sad. She's alone, leaving at home. It's a terrible story. Well, she picked her a text when she went home. I didn't cry tonight. So what we're going to do is this Monday, we're going to share testimonies, right? And Lexi and her are going to share testimony, how God used Lexi and, you know, she didn't feel lonely. Um, so with Joe, though, after the Bible study, I sat with my friend Joe, who's the youth pastor, and we started talking, and it came up because someone said, mentioned a thief on the cross and how that person was saved. And um, I was, every, this, everybody's still in there, and I said, I was like, oh, yeah, like that, they were saved because that was, that, that's not the New Testament. You know, that's the Old Testament. The, the, new, the plan for the church, I, I believe grace was always there, but the plan for the church hasn't occurred yet. And, and, you know, so that plan of salvation didn't happen yet. Everyone's like, what? You know, I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, I'm Christian, but I believe different than mainstream. So he asked me what. What is it that I believe that's different, right? So I start talking to him about tongues. And I tell him, well, I believe that you're saved, you know, repentance, uh, baptism, and then filling the Holy Spirit. And I was like, you know, because you die in Christ, I believe we all do this. And he's like, oh, it's symbolic. I totally forgot that there's actually a verse that says that we are baptized in Christ. But, um, but he's like, oh, so you're just saying that, like it's symbolic. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, it's like as you see that Christ did those things, and that's what happens when you do those things. You know, when you repent, you turn away. When you, when you, when you were baptized, you know, I couldn't think of the verse for it. I forgot there was one, so I looked it up later. But um, so we talked about that, and then I told him, about tongues being the sign of the of receiving the Holy Spirit. And he kind of was like, God, you know, I don't know. And I said, well, look, let's go to Acts 2, okay? And then um, I said, well, let's go to Acts, the Cornelius, right? And I think he, he gets filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, sorry, I'm getting a little confused here. But uh, so we go to that story, and they get filled, you know? I said, look, every time someone gets the Holy Spirit, Joe, they, they are filled. There, there's evidence of them speaking tongues, okay? And he goes, yeah, but how about Corinthians? And I said, well, I believe that, and I learned this with David Bernard, is that the gifts, of, like tongues is used for three different things. One is praying in the spirit, which is you pray in understanding, pray in the spirit. One is, is a sign, right, which is what we believe, that Jesus, when, you're, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you, get, you speak in tongues as a sign for others and for yourself. And then the last one is, a gift of the Spirit is what tongues used for. And that's referring only to the gift of the Spirit. It's not referring to actually speaking in tongues. And so I tell him that. He's like, okay. And then he's, as we talk more, he goes, you know what? These are moments where your faith starts to change. And I learned with Joe is, I've done this before. I had a buddy when I used to work in Olympia, like 2016. I argued with him, and I defended. And with Joe, I was like, I'm not defending what I believe. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell him, look, Joe, if you, whatever's in this Bible, I'll believe it. I don't, if, I was like, I don't care if my pastor doesn't even preach it. I don't, if there's a Mormon preacher that preaches it and it's in the word of God, I'm going to believe it because that's what our faith stands on, right? It's anything that's in that word of God. If, because that word of God is what saves us. That's the word of God. So I said, I told him, I was like, look, bro, if you can show it to me, I, I believe you. But, you know, so whatever's in here. I said, let's go look at it. And then I said, I have evidence within the Bible of these things happening, right? It didn't just happen once. There's a, there's a, um, a pattern. Thank you. And I said, if you can find evidence for people where it says when they receive Jesus, you know, they say believe, but yet the devils believe in Jesus. So the, the, the Trinitarian preacher, they have to say, well, when you accept, 
that's not in the Bible. But uh, just side note. But uh, but yeah. So, but the thing is, is that I told him, look, if you can find evidence where people are pronounced to receive the Holy Ghost when they accept Jesus in their heart, show it to me. So look for the evidence for it. Yeah, no, it is. Glory to God. Yeah, and the thing is, I got to tell Joe is, I'm, we're going to do a separate Bible study with the ones that are a little bit more advanced, Lexi and Joe. Um, you know, it's, they're right now just there observing, watching. They think they're there to learn for themselves, but God has a plan. And, uh, but the thing is, is those are letters Paul wrote to the church. Those people are already saved. So when he's telling them about these things, he's, they already are saved. They know, they already have been filled with the Holy Spirit. So that, that isn't to new, you know, new people that aren't saved that haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's what Acts is, right? And so another thing is, and I'll close on this, is that, unless there's a question, but, um, is circumcision. You know, you look in the Old Testament, God literally rejected people and he said, "No, if you're not circumcised, I won't have I won't have you. You you are you are rejected." And that's part of baptism. That's what we kind of talked about a little bit too is the importance of baptism. I finally got Joe in that night to say that he actually believes baptism is important because that's at the start he didn't. So he switched over. He ended up doing a a, a podcast with his pastor and him and his pastor don't really agree and he kind of was honestly Lord willing, I'm saying in Jesus' name, he'll be an apologist or something like that. Because this guy, if you meet Joe, he can talk, and he knows everything about every subject. I don't care if it's Dr. Pepper. Like, man, like he, he's talking to Dr. Pepper. You talk about the Great Lakes. If he doesn't get, like, one and two of which one's larger, he gets some, he gets some mixed up maybe, but he knows it. And so when you all meet him, because he'll probably come here sometime, you all, you'll be amazed. He can, he's, just, he's the smartest guy. And so I'm just showing him this stuff, you know. It's what it is. It's it's he's he's going from tradition from where he's been taught. He just doesn't know this. Later on, we talked about the Trinity, because he's like, wait, what else is different? And I said, well, he's like, you're Pentecostal, right? He's my grandpa from India was a Pentecostal preacher, and uh, he goes, hmm. And I said, well, you know, like he's like, you believe in Trinity, right? No, I don't believe in oneness. Like I said, you know, I'm like, look at, I was like, look at as a as a oneness kid. You know more about the Trinity than you know about oneness. Why? Because you want to know what is the Trinity. Everybody else has it. I'm the outsider. Am I stupid? You know? So I looked into the Trinity. I've, and that's what I'm sure Easton, I'm sure everybody's in it. You look into it. I'm sure Cole and Lisa have done it too. And, you know, you really want to know because I'm like, why is everybody else Trinitarian and we're not? And I said, I said, Joe, I was like, if there's anybody that knows about Trinity, I know about it. And I know about oneness. I know about both. You know about oneness? He says, no. I'm like, I would suggest you look into it, you know, because that's, that's where my path went, and I made a choice. I looked at both, and I believe one more than the other. So.
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I see it as, um, I see it as just, I think of that picture, right, of the, the person throwing the seed, right? And it goes wherever. And as long as I shared that with Joe, you know, I'm going to do my best to, to cultivate it and everything. But the thing is, is like, it's, that's, that's, that's to him now, you know? And, uh, and it's him and God. Yeah, yeah, some water. Yeah, God will do the work, and whoever else, like maybe if I water someone else, uh, whatever, you know, but God does in increase, you know, I'll do my part, but if it doesn't happen with me, that's okay, you know, and that's, oh, that's, yeah, that's one last thing I want to say is when it comes to soul winning, I've, I've never really got a soul, like, in church, right, where they stayed. I remember I went to CLC, Pastor Haney's like, I can, I can win anybody to the Lord, and man, like, me and him both have different attitudes. I've never wanted one. He's like, I can win anyone. But the thing is, is you just got to try. You just got to want to, you know? And so that's all, like, that's all, like, we're trying to do is we got that want to. You got to make things happen. If it, if it's not, if you aren't seeing results, you got to, it's because you got to try something new, right? That's what, that's how Dutch Bros came about. So, yeah. I am so stoked. Uh, Grant told me the other day that I started this Bible study. That's great. And it's so awesome because it's like the spirit's at work right now. The, the time's coming where we're going to have to, you know, we have that verse over there, you know, the harvest, it's here. We just need the labor. So that's very important. So I'm so glad that we're doing it. Uh, a few months ago or a while ago, I knew I needed to start a Bible study again. Summer conference, like 2019, I was at the altar. And then somebody, someone random just came up to me and said, you know, and he's older, so he's like, you know, I first started a Bible study in a basement. And he just started talking. I was like, oh, that's good. And I was like, that's how you start one. He told me all these things, and I was just sitting on it for like a year and a half going into a pandemic. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to go to school again. I don't know what's my plan. But um, when this school year started, I was getting my books, and we were just about to go to senior camp. I was getting my books at the bookstore and it was closed. And so I was walking around the campus because I was familiar with it. And I was walking through. I just felt such an incredible burden. And I saw these faces in my mind of these people that I've talked to that have been in my classes that I've never talked to about the gospel before. And it hurt me so much that I knew that I needed to start one. So uh, I chose a day. I chose a month to start. I chose time to pray. And I said, God, I don't know what day I'm going to start. So I was just praying about it, and then all of a sudden, my mind is like, the first Tuesday of October. And I started the first Tuesday of October. I guess that's what I'm going to do. And then uh, the, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to advertise. I don't know what the time. And he said, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Okay, this has never happened to me. I've never, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I guess, is this, is this how God works? I don't know. The whole time in church, I just, you know, you rely on what pastor says, or in my case, my, what my dad says. But I was going on it on my own, and I was, you know, I asked pastor about it, and I was talking to people about it. I was like, I don't even know how to advertise this. And I just had the idea, just make flyers and throw them around your school. Who cares? Just put them everywhere. So I put a bunch of flyers around my school just on chairs and classrooms that I was in. I just left them there. 
I was like, all right, I'm just going to pray about it. And I showed up with a, a tray of donuts from Safeway, and they didn't even have real donuts. I had to get, like, these, these factory-made donuts. I was like, well, this is not going to plan already. They didn't have donuts at the Safeway. And I was just sitting there, and I was waiting. I was waiting, and I looked at my, my phone. It was, like, 9, 9.05, and I had my Bible out, and I was like, well, I'm just, and I had a lesson. And then someone walked up. His name was Juan. Juan, he's a 16-year-old high school student that goes to college, and he, uh, he's Catholic, Catholic background, and he wants to eventually go into to some religious profession through Catholicism. So, like, he's really interested in communion, so that's going to be a fun topic someday. So, like, it doesn't really turn into, like, flesh in your mouth, but don't worry. We'll, we'll, that's a later, it's a later thing, right? We just want to talk about the Bible. I was like, all right, this is great. And we had a great first talk about it. We just talked about God, you know, just no, we just talked about the word. We didn't go into doctrine. I didn't like, hey, uh, this is everything in women need to wear dresses and long hair. I swear, if you have makeup, oh, boy. We didn't do any of that. And he's like, next week, next week. Uh, I was like, I, I don't know what we're going to do next week. And the next week, he's like, I can't make it. I'm like, that's okay. Just, but so I just went anyway. And then two other people showed up that weren't at the first one. So we have a good group of three. And I don't have a plan. I'd love for more people. We're just doing it in like a public space. And I just, just, just pray. Just pray with me that, that the, harvest is, the harvest is right. It's right there. And we're in this open place. It's called the CIC. It's where the library building is, and right outside of the library, there's this like little kind of like sit-down area. There's this fake cafe that has a bunch of vending machines. They used to have the best chicken tenders in Linwood last month, and now there's – so now it's just a bunch of vending machines. You sit there. It's so good because it's like a good spot, so central. And there's this lady. Uh, she's a student. She's, just, she's been sitting there every single week that I've been doing a Bible study. And she doesn't have headphones on. She's just studying, and she's listening to every word we're saying. I have my Bible open. We're talking about things of God. So I'm just praying that eventually that seeps into her, and it seeps into everyone around, and they're going to see people walk by all the time. There's these uh, bunch of people who clean up, or, and they vacuum, and they, they, they move tables around because they set up for events, and they're employees of the school. And they see me. I've known. We've made eye contact. I haven't talked to them because they're, like, over there. I'm over here. But they see the Bible, they see this, the donuts. I heard one guy ask about the donuts. He's like, hey, do you think those are our donuts? And if he came over, I would have definitely given them to him. He didn't, but I got a donut for him because he wants to eat some Jesus. But, you know, there's so many people around this area uh, in the school just hurting, hurting people. We've talked about how school is tough. We've talked about, you know, backgrounds. And, and Juan's parents are going through, like, a little bit of a, of a I hope he doesn't listen to that. I'm not sharing his life story, but. His, you know, his family's having some a little bit of trouble right now, but we're just talking about the goodness of God, how God just loved you, and then we'll eventually we'll get into the deeper and the deeper and trying to build those relationships. So it's been an absolute blessing and like really a, a, a completely different mindset to just going to church and being the church outside of the walls. So just keep on, please keep on praying, keep on praying for Grant, keep on praying that maybe Easton starts one. I don't know what Easton is. <laughs> he just he just did this, but. No, but what we really also want to do in our youth is uh, the P7s is like it's basically a Bible study in your school. Uh, I eventually want to turn mine into a campus ministry through them, through campus ministry, but I'm just making it kind of low-key right now. There's so many opportunities and resources out there for young people or any people to start a Bible study because we need, we need laborers for this harvest. It's out there. There's people out there who just want something. Just want something. Yes.
Oh, Easter, he's gone. That's, that's, that's the Bible story, study story. Yeah, the, the, the Christ said he's coming. You can have it. Yeah, it's exciting when our young people 